career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? Divorce is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. Kids are gone. Now what? I'll never find love. Why can't I be like the other guys? Hey guys, gay, straight, and everything in between. It's time to get a grip. Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40 plus life. Let's get to the show with your Tell It Like It Is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick, unless you act like one first. All right, guys, here we are again with another 40 plus Real Men Real Talk. And today I'm bringing a friend of mine on who we kind of were having a conversation around some stuff. And then I'm like, okay, guess what? You're going to be on the podcast. And there is no no to this. You're going to come talk about this because he's done some amazing things in life and giving back to the world in really cool, cool, cool ways that I just admire him so much for. And um, then there comes those times in life where you realize, um, it's kind of time to do something and maybe just take a quick pause and maybe not even a quick pause, but literally push the pause button so you can get some clarity and figure out where things are going. So I am bringing my friend Darren Tipton on to talk about the pause of his life because he's had a pretty big pause come up lately and it's given you some direction and some refreshing new ways to be in the world. So I think this is something all guys should lean into at times, but sometimes we totally fight it. So um, welcome to the podcast, man. Glad to have you back again. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. So life's been handing you some interesting twists and turns. And the thing that you brought up to me was, you know, I feel like this is my year of kind of going on sabbatical and pushing the pause buttons. So why are we where we are right now, man? That is a great question. And our lives or my life was filled with running a multinational nonprofit staffs in multiple countries, just a lot of good work we were doing, yep. which all of us tend to gravitate or a lot of us tend to gravitate to that, but <clears throat> feeling the need to push pause um, but not knowing how, like, where yeah. do I push pause in the middle of doing all of this? And suddenly to have a diagnosis of a very abnormal blood cancer that's treatable and can be managed, but still brings a lot of challenges. And in the midst of our best project, I felt like, oh my gosh, we've arrived. I also felt like this is it. Mm. It's time to step away. And I didn't know how to do it. In fact, it was so uncomfortable. Um, telling people was more uncomfortable than actually doing it. Right. But, um, yeah, you said it best. I mean, how do you, in the stream of life and all of the things that we're doing as men, mm -hmm. family and home and church and whatever you've got going in your life and a, a career that's going very well, how do you sense, well, physically, I need to take a break, yeah. but I need to take a break to figure out what's next. And I need to do a little bit of healing in that process. Mm -hmm. so and don't you think we're all just so, I mean, not just... I, okay, well, this show is about men, but I realize everybody's pushed, but I think there's something about being men that it's kind of ingrained in our DNA. You just got to keep going. You just go do this thing, you know, whether it's, it's the football game where if you're, if you're under 30 points, you're still kicking it, you know, right. I mean, yeah. this installation into our minds. And it's this idea, as you said, culturally, that there's no stepping back. Mm -mm. You know, mm -hmm. every, you know, you see all these little cliche sayings, you know, keep going, push harder. I can do everything. Well, you really can't. You realize that at, at a point. And um, don't, don't you think we internalize this? Oh, of course we do. 
Of course we do. I think that's the battle I fought for so long is here we are doing great things as an organization. I feel very purposeful, but oh man, I, I'm inside. I need to, I don't, my gosh, I'm pulling it out of one hat into the other as I'm going along here, you know? You know, it's interesting that you're saying that because this morning I've kind of been doing a lot of that. It's like, I've been jumping to one thing to the other. And just before we got on the podcast, I was telling Darren that, you know, my website doesn't seem to be working and I'm trying to get things updated and I'm trying to, and I'm like, okay, well, then just because that's not working, why are you suddenly jumping to this? And then, you know, something else came up and I jumped to that. I'm like, okay, I haven't stopped. I mean, I have not stopped since I got home from the gym this morning. I'm like, this is ridiculous. By, you know, it's not even lunchtime here in California yet. And I'm already like, <laughs> I'm so tense mm-hmm. because we feel like we got to feel every moment like, okay, well, okay, fine. If I can't do this, then let's go do this. And then I got it. And, you know, I finally stopped and looked at my to-do list and I looked at it and I thought, okay, which of these things absolutely positively has to get done today? Mm -hmm. There isn't anything on this list that if it doesn't get done today, the world, my world, the world isn't going to come to an end. Yep. But the one thing I want to get done is figure out what's wrong with the website. So that's it. That's where I'm going to spend my efforts. And I've got a full day of this, but I think sometimes as men, we just, we feel like, okay, we got to just keep going. We're going to push and push. And then suddenly whether it's a, you know, abnormal blood disease that's cancer or something else finally just kicks us in the ass and says, uh, hello, wake the fuck up. Mm-hmm. So as this started to happen for you, what was the realization you started seeing in yourself? Was it that, okay, I got to stop. I got to slow down. I need to take a break. What was like kind of the sequence of events that like just finally said, okay, hands up, I'm done. I think it was... You know, we all handle a certain amount of stress naturally in our lives, in our jobs. I think there was that natural element of every day, as you're explaining, oh my gosh, I've got 10 things to do and I've got time to do three. Right. But then I think it's also, there are those elements in our lives, you could name a dozen very quickly, that aren't just a pause, but a stop and a hard stop, which the blood cancer diagnosis was for me. And sometimes you don't have a choice as to whether you stop. So for me, it was, you know, feeling the stress and finding myself saying, I can't do this anymore. I just can't handle this. This is like too much. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us say that and we keep pushing and we keep hoping that there's, you know, we take the right turn or do the right thing or manage our schedule better or whatever it is. But if you're saying those things, which I was, Mm -hmm. I just can't handle this. This is too much pressure. I'm telling everybody I'm doing all I can. I found myself saying those things, uh, especially to the people closest to me. And those are those small little warning signs that something's not right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I felt that too. In the last couple of months, I I have put on more weight than I've ever put on. Um, Now that I'm like, okay, I take that back. I was much bigger before I ever came out of the closet. But in the last few months, it's like, I put on like 25 pounds. I'm like, what's the heck is going on now? Granted, I, Broke my toe back in the end of 2018. I haven't been able to do the kind of exercise I want. Then as soon as that started to heal, which is it's healed, but it's never going to be the same. Then I had another foot injury show up. And so I haven't been able to do the cardio sort of stuff that I'm used to. And so I'm going to the gym and I hate going to the gym. <laughs> I'm just not like Mr. Weights, you know? But I'm like, okay, something's got to give. And my body started saying, I I noticed myself like huffing and puffing up the stairs and like, okay, I'm just not, I'm slothing around. And finally I listened to it because I'm like, 
I can't do this anymore. I cannot handle this anymore. And knowing that there's diabetes and heart risk and everything through my dad's side of the family specifically, I thought, okay, this is my hard stop. I'm either going to do something or I don't know. <laughs> I could be dead in you know any amount of time. And I think these wake-up calls, as you so eloquently said, these are those life moments where it's like, okay, you hear you should stop until finally you get slapped upside the head with the hard stop. Like, wake up. That's wake it. up. And you know what's interesting? You asked about the progression and those things we realized in those hard stops. I realized even by looking around others in my life and by listening uh, to our culture, we're all looking for a transformation. Mm -hmm. You may not even, you may feel it, but you may not have that hard stop yet. And we're looking for that something that will take us to a better place, a better mental place, a better physical place, um, a better workplace. And it has become intriguing to me to begin this process of studying transformation and what does it really mean. Now, you can have a change, sure. uh, experience that changes you, but transformation is much uh, more profound. Mm -hmm. So I, I love what you've said. You know, I had to get back to the gym. I realized there was a hard stop. I, I think all of us can identify with those things. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's been interesting because I started out on a, I was getting ready to start a particular program, which I will not name what it is. And I got the stuff and it was, a, you know, it was a meal replacement sort of thing. And then I realized it wasn't what I thought it was. And initially it was going to be like, okay, I'm at 1200 calories a day. And I'm like, Okay. I'm not that guy. I mean, I think the, these cookie cutter programs aren't it. So then I started working out with my trainer, which is a distance trainer. I love what I'm getting through him. And I thought, okay, I'm just going, and he recommended this app called MyPlate. And any of you listen to this, you might want to go check it out. It's actually the, probably the easiest way to track what you're eating that I've ever found. And so you put in your weight and you put in your height and everything. And then it kind of comes back with, okay, here's the kind of calories you should be consuming. And I was kind of surprised. It's like, oh, wow, for who I am and what I weigh and everything, 2,700 calories. I'm like, that seems like a lot. But, you know, okay. I thought, okay, so what would happen if I took control of this and started really tracking stuff? And the more I started tracking, <laughs> the easier it's become because it was my hard stop of, okay, this is in your control, Rick. It's nobody else's. It's your control. And it's been really interesting. For about three weeks, I've been in this space where I actually been tracking this stuff. And I'm averaging between 1,300 to 1,700 calories a day simply because I'm looking at this and my own little mind's going, well, wait, you're not going to go over 2,000. That's, That's the first goal. You're not going to go over 2,000 on any given day. And it's really interesting how you stop and you really start looking at things. And I think this ties into when you're given that hard stop or when you start getting the stop nudges, it's actually not as difficult as we all think. Now, the hard stops, yes, like a blood cancer thing, that's a big hard stop. You got to like really go, okay, now what do we got to do to make this work? But if us as guys really stepped into this beautiful space of what is the little stop nudges we're getting and we started listening to them, I think we might just avoid some of the really hard stops. I agree with that. And I think that's kind of the key of this conversation is, do you want to get the hard stop where you're laying in the hospital connected to all these things? Or do you want to get the hard stop where your, you know, your spouse, your husband, your boyfriend, your partner looks you in the face and says, I'm done because you weren't listening to the stop nudges along the way. Mm -hmm. Or as one of my clients just experienced, you're gone, you're done. 
And I think these are those hard stop moments in life where guys, if you just pay attention to what you're feeling and hearing and take them in. And I love this transformation stuff, man, that you're talking about. So how, how are you finding things as you're delving into transformation? Because it is more than just change. We can all change. I can change my diet. That's it. The transformation is I can create a lifestyle. I can change the diet, but I can create a lifestyle of eating. I can create a lifestyle of healthy. To me, that's the transformation. That's it. I think the challenging thing about transformation is it's a marketing tool. Mm. The promise of something that may bring change is not necessarily transformational. And I love in this kind of midlife place where we are as men, you know, we've, we've done our schooling, we've had our twenties and thirties fun, and we're doing, as you're saying, these, these nudges that are coming and some of us getting the hard stop a little earlier than others, but it'll come because life changes your circumstances, your health, et cetera. So when I think of transformation, I think of where am I at and where do I ideally want to be? And if it is a hard stop, the sacrifices are obvious. Yep. The changes are obvious, but what if it isn't? What if, it's, as you're saying, you know, it's the extra weight that came on because of injury or whatever, or whatever the life throws you, how do you identify, you know, that transformational experience you want to have as a mid-career, mid-life uh, man and mm-hmm. set the stage, the road going forward that's going to lead you to happiness and health and, you know, hopefully success in life. And I also but, think the interesting thing about transformation, Darren, is it doesn't have to be big and huge. Transformation can be something pretty dang simple. Um, My husband and I are big wine drinkers. We love wine. And it's been interesting for me to watch over the past year, how much, even though I enjoy it, and I pretty much commit to not drinking during the week at all, I'll drink on the weekends, but not during the week, how much that transformation has become easier and easier Mm -hmm. each day. And it's not because I feel like I'm an alcoholic. It's just, I don't want, you know, I don't want to, you know, A, it's not helping me with the weight loss, number one, but I just don't want to continue to do this because I know there's some ramifications that because my family has diabetes in the DNA, I want to make sure, okay, I watch it, but I don't abuse it. And the interesting thing about this transition for me is I can do it and I don't feel like, oh my God, I just, oh, seriously, no wine tonight. Uh, I'm not going to become a raving bitch, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, it can just happen. And I think sometimes we create the transformation to be so huge. And then we don't even attempt to try to do something. That's it. And I think for you, when you and I were talking before we got on here, you talked about the push and the pause. That was the beginning of the transformation. Mm -hmm. And it may have seemed really big at that moment, but now that you're here, I get the feeling it's not nearly as big as it might have felt at that moment. No. And it's, you know, I told myself I'm going to take a year break after three months by virtue of how we are programmed. I thought, Oh, I have to get back to work. I got to start doing something. I got to start booking speeches. <laughs> and right. And a good friend of mine who you, who you had on your show recently, Mike Domish said, yep. take the year. Yes. So 10 months into it, mm-hmm. um, I, so glad I took the year it, after the uncomfortableness of the 90, you know, after the first yeah. nine days. And I think that's hard for us as men to, you know, productivity is measured and time is money and mm-hmm. all those sayings. And yet sometimes your soul needs it. 
Sometimes as men, we don't identify, maybe we don't recognize what it is our souls need. And whether it's a hard stop with those nudges or this idea that there's an awakening or transformation I need to make um, is difficult to even to know where to start. Well, I think because sometimes, and again, guys, we're, we're generalizing here, but I think sometimes we as men don't even know how to tap our soul. I think that's yeah, the thing. Sure. And as soon as you start to do a little bit of work about what is your soul? I, I mean, I have my ideas about, you know, I said, actually, I was working with somebody yesterday on this. And I said, you know, your soul is your intuition. It's your guidance. It's your spirituality. It's the thing that makes you realize this is what's important. When you can get to that space, that these things are the things that make you realize this is what life is about. You're in your soul center. It's not the stuff that's like, okay, how much money did I make? That helps. Yes. But your soul is your, your, happiness, that intuitive space where you just know, okay, yeah, I'm going to follow this. And as soon as I follow this, it's like, oh, okay, that was much easier. And I think that's the biggest, biggest thing here. So um, I love that we got into this about the pushing the pause and taking the time. And, and I'm glad to hear that the year is actually doing for you what it sounds like it needed to do, man. It's great to hear. So um, any other thing you'd like to share with everybody before we wrap up about, you know, why, you feel like the pause and, and pushing that pause button is one of the best things guys can do or anything about transformation you'd like to share before we wrap it up? I, I think we've, we've hit the biggest point and that is, I think as men, we often feel alone. Mm. And these conversations that we've had, the conversation we've had today and then the conversations you're creating um, on your platform, I think are necessary. They're long overdue. Yeah. I mean, I even just finding out what you were doing was, uh, I think it's appropriate for this time in our lives. And I think that's what I, the last thing I'd say is, you know, as, as you're listening, if you think there's uh, times you feel alone, absolutely. I think we all do. But I think yep. these resources, these conversations help provide some guidance and connection. And some insight that, as Darren said, we aren't alone. And guys, it's time for us guys to start having these kind of conversations with each other. Because the more we realize, oh my God, he feels the same way I do, the easier it is to going to be to step into these spaces where we change the perception of what men and masculinity really means. So, um, thanks so much for being here, brother. I really appreciate it. That's a wrap for 40 plus real men, real talk where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears make bold moves, and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk, where the conversations continue.